There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hi, I'm Molly Wood. along. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to It's a Thing, the podcast where two nice, innocent adults who usually spend most of their time in the basement occasionally venture onto the internet and get hit as if by a cartoon anvil by a shared meta thing. This is incredible. This is I incredible. don't know how to start this story, uh, but the, el- the, the end, we're going to give you the end so you, you can enjoy the journey, is that Molly and I realized right before the show that we had both picked the same thing the for The same show. thing. And we only had a thing because we are actually our original plan which we are still going to execute in some form was wow we have been getting so much incredible feedback like on twitter and in email and on the patreon page patreon.com slash it's a thing should you want to join in the fun that we should just do a show about your things like just make it the feedback thing show yeah so that was the plan yeah and then tom said I, oh, uh, <laughs> that's my and then, cue. And then Tom said, "I said, uh, hey, I only have one thing today. Forgetting that we actually really didn't even need a thing, uh, but I can I can do it in the pre-show if you want." And I was like, "Well, I could actually rustle up a thing that I've been noticing was a thing, and then all of a sudden today exploded into a super duper thing. Maybe so much of a thing that it's like beyond being a thing." And then I told Tom what it was, and then Tom said, that's my thing. So a couple weeks ago, um, and we I, died. Was, I was listening to the Apple Music uh, um, uh, 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 Today's Hits playlist, okay, which I, I do from time to time, like when I'm just getting ready in the morning or I'm making, making lunch or something. I'm just like, ah, I just want to have some music on, uh, play Today's Hits, and a couple weeks ago, the song Old Town Road by Lil Nas X showed up on the playlist. So great. And I was like, wow, this is this is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. this is different. It's it's got a kind of a country vibe. I'm 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 into this. It caught my ear. And so this morning, it showed up again on that playlist. And I was and I started thinking, well, you know what? This could be this could be a thing. This idea of like a, a countrified uh, hip hop song. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm reading minutes later, my feeds to get ready for today's Daily Tech News show, I see an article in Variety that the song I had been listening to, which I had sadly stopped before I got to that point in it, was in fact a remix of Old Town Road that included Billy Ray Cyrus mm-hmm. because... Old Town Road had been kicked off the Billboard country charts because people were complaining it shouldn't qualify as country and uh-huh. hip hop. And Billy Ray Cyrus said, well, that's silly. Waylon Jennings once told me that if you do something original, they'll try to make you an outlaw. So I'll, I'm going to team up uh, and, and, and do this, this collaboration with this Lil Nas collab. X on Old Town Road. He did a collab. And meanwhile, in Oakland... 
<laughs> Meanwhile, back in Oakland, this song <laughs> is on nonstop repeat on my son's phone in his <laughs> AirPods in the car. He and his friends are singing it to each other all the time. The song, Old Town Road, has become a full-blown meme song, which you may recall us discussing mm-hmm. as a thing in an earlier episode of the uh, during the relaunch period. And so I'm like, oh my god, this song is totally a thing. It's a hu- it's a it's a complete meme song and it hits on the thing that we talked about with meme songs which is that a sub branch of that thing is country and how right. they're like yeah because it was exactly. the john denver thing when we talked about it originally yep. Yep. yeah and they all and and a bunch of different huh. country songs and so that they're like there's this weird kind of fascination mm-hmm. in meme culture with country music and so then this was like a double thing by being so, by being like a meme song that was also playing off of the kind of weird obsession that everybody has with country music. So then all of that happens. And then, like Tom said, it gets kicked off the country music billboard charts. And then today I see Billy Ray Cyrus trending and I see the words Old Town Road. And I'm like, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, this may be even too much of a thing, but apparently it is such, as we discussed, such an overarching meta thing that it became. For the first time that I can identify the thing. Yeah. Uh, through no fault of our own, we both independently arrived at the same thing <laughs> yep. for yep. today's show. The, uh, I, have a little, I have a little sample of Old Town Road. If, if, if people are not lucky enough to be near Molly's son and <laughs> hearing it, uh, here is... So he's he's talking about horses, right? Horses, literally horses. And he's got he's got a, a little drawl, you know. Yeah, so that feels that feels real country to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But then it's awesome. Uh, but but then apparently that you know that wasn't country enough for some people. So today, uh, here is the bit that has been added. Down cross town, living like oh, a rock star. Yeah. Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings, and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports. Car. I love the oh Billy God, Ray. No Maserati, Maserati. Well, Billy Ray adds a. Uh, to Old Town Road, a song about a horse, the country Just artist adds old, going down Rodeo Drive in a Maserati. I'm dying right now. I'm dying. <laughs> I can't even I also not for nothing I love that song like every time it comes on I'm just freaking delighted it's a happy song it's just a happy song it's yeah. so fun and by the way the the beat should you have children of the Fortnite age exactly matches the shoot dance and so that there's a part where they just all start doing the shoot dance, which is the one where you kind of hop up and down on one foot and you kick one foot forward and you wave your fist in the air. It does. It sounds dumb when you explain it and also looks dumb when you do it. But that's also a do. side thing, because I didn't know about the shoot dance. Oh, yeah. All the yes. That just goes with the whole thing. That is the Fortnite dances. <laughs> it, so. And I feel like you did that on purpose. I feel like Lil Nas X so perfectly like this guy has got his finger on the pulse of culture because he was like i made a country song that perfectly matches with the shoot dance from Fortnite. crushed it and he calls it country trap because trap being a type of hip-hop right oh. uh, famous from atlanta and he is he's countryfied it yep and i love everything about it and it, it belongs is like, on the country charts it's my only made better by this 
thing factor. The <sighs> thing factor. That's so amazing. I can't, guys, I can't, like, words can't express how delighted and cracking up we were in Google Hangouts <laughs> like nine minutes before we were supposed to start rolling. I know this gives you a sense of how prepared we are sometimes, but the plan, we had a plan. Well, because I, I didn't say what my thing was. I just said that I had one. And then I go to take my dog out for a walk. I come back <laughs> and I find, uh, you know, I was into this weird country music thing from, from Molly. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's my like, thing. That's actually my thing. Because I was debating. I was like, has it now transcended? Is it too, you know, well, once it's trending on Twitter, like, does that mean it's big enough that it's anyway? Anyway, I mean, it is it is a thing right now, this moment as we are recording it for sure. Yep, yeah, definitely. All right, Uh, let's get into our fan mail Friday. Uh, Let's do it. Starting with Tim with a comment on episode fifty-five, he says, "Wait." How did we go so fast from Molly saying her setup would have been perfect if there had also been snow, and then two seconds later she's slamming winter and saying she moved to get away from it? Some of us still like winter, and that's why we've stayed. Do we really have to hate on it here? Whatever. Tell that to my dad, who I called the other day, and he was like, we got four inches of GD snow again yesterday, and if it doesn't stop snowing, I'm going to walk into the sea. (laughs) Except the sea will be frozen, so I'll just keep walking. Um, and I have an answer for you, Tim, and that answer is Gemini. That's all. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's incompatible to say I like to look at snow. Yep. And also, I do not like to be cold. Also, I definitely did not move to get away from it. I don't even know what episode you're referring to. Mm, interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um, longtime listeners to Tom and I will know exactly what I mean when I say the following sentence and will laugh heartily along with us. And that sentence is, Fordo left several episode 55 comments. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, buzz out loud fans, Fordo here? is back. Fordo is back. Okay, and for those of you who are just joining us, uh, Tom and I used to do the show called Buzz Out Loud and we took voicemails. And we would encourage people to leave voicemails that were 30 seconds long. And... Most people did, and we just didn't play the ones that were longer than 30 seconds with one significant exception. (laughs) And that exception is my spiritual roommate, Fordo, (laughs) who would just cheerfully leave us like two to 10 minute long ADD voicemails. But they never felt that long. No, because they were just amazing. We were just enjoying them so much we didn't even notice. And then sometimes in the middle, she'd go, oh my gosh, I'm past 30 seconds and hang up. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Um, let's see. I'm going to read like the first three and okay. then you can pick up at Hey Fordo again. Sure, sure. <laughs> I love you, Fordo. Hello, comrades, she writes. It's 4.40 at 5 a.m. in New York City and you're keeping me com- company through another episode of Insomnia. Yay, you guys. No one I'd rather keep company in the middle of the night with. Left these comments on Twitter, but you just said at the end of the podcast that you prefer that we leave comments on the episode page. So I'm about to copy and paste my tweets to you here before I go back to Twitter and delete them. <laughs> Set up. Okay. Regarding old lady names being a thing. Totally. Julia Roberts named her daughter Hazel 13 years ago, better than Gertrude, but not by Mm. much in my opinion. And I thought, huh, old lady names may be either coming back into vogue or may even be brought back in this momentous Mm. Julia Roberts child naming. And now it's your podcast topic. And I think this thing was started by Julia. 
Hey, Fordo again. Also, I saw a 10-year-old in a viral video recently named Marianne. WTH, that name hit peak popularity. Avec Gilligan's Island then, thankfully, died off in the 70s. Who's naming a kid that now? It's totally the... the, What's that? It's her name, by the way. Oh, oh, never mind. Sorry, she says it. It's totally the name of a girl that Keith Partridge or Greg Brady would have dated. Uh, Not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's totally the name of a girl that Keith Partridge or Greg Brady would have dated, not one of the Jonas Brother. I'm officially anti this old lady naming thing, <laughs> and my given name is Marianne. So I feel like maybe I can throw shade at that name. There's a reason I only go by Fordo outside of work. I'm praying that I don't see any more Mariannes in the wild. Oh. Oh, we like seeing you. Regarding episode 54, she writes, if David Rose opened an apothecary on Schitt's Creek, which is a show, then it's totally a thing as he used to be a trend forecaster before the family lost all their money and were forced to move to Schitt's Creek. And he is just hipping on top of things in general, as is the actor who plays him, Dan Levy. So yeah, apothecary chic, totally a thing. We have (gasps) S-C-H-I-T-T-S Creek to thank for being (laughs) totally right about the apothecary. Did we just get an E? I know. Do we have to like bleep that? What happens? Now? No, Isn't that's why I spelled out? it. I spelled it so that everybody Good. knew we're Thank saying, you. and you can explain this to the children in your, the backseat of your car right now. We are saying S-C-H-I-T-T-S. There you go. Good job. <laughs> uh, then Jen wrote in and said, hi, Tom and Molly. I'm listening to It's a Thing, and I am reminded of a book by one of my favorite writers. It's called Bellwether by Connie Willis. The main character researches fads. Her main research surrounds trying to identify the origin of the bobbed hair in the 1920s. It's funny and sweet and relatively short. The audiobook is only about six and a half hours. I really think it would be right up your alley. I want to spread some Connie Willis love. Thanks for the awesome shows. Okay, I'm in. I mean, I will say, though, that my favorite trend spotter character of all time is, of course... Case or Casey from Pattern Recognition by William Gibson. Right. And Connie yeah. Willis wrote the Doomsday book, uh, which predates Pattern Recognition. And I want to find out if Bellwether was written by her later, because I'm just curious. Not that it matters. Mm. Bellwether is a 1996 science fiction novel by Connie Willis, nominated for a Nebula Award in 1997. Oh, dang. Okay. Thank you. Good recommendation, Jen. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, and I love Doomsday Book by Connie Willis. She's a great writer. So this, I would totally want to read Bellwether as well. I'm like, this is so silly. But for later, I, I wrote that in our Google Doc so I don't forget. Even though you're right here, Tom, and could tell me after the show is over, I still Doomsday had to make a note book. of it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, from Chase Carroll, my local this this one I really am curious about and I want to go look in. My local grocery stores and markets are having celery shortages and price surges because of the celery juice cleanse craze. Is this real life? And yeah, I I heard about this. Me However, too. I can say that I just bought celery at my grocery store on Wednesday this week, <laughs> and it did not seem to be. Out of the range of a normal price fluctuation, I think it was a buck ninety nine for a really large head of celery and or stock. What are the bunch 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 of celery? Uh, and I've seen it lower. I've seen it ninety nine cents, but they were usually smaller. So I just figured, oh, it's because it's bigger. But I but I can confirm that pricing and availability aside in Los Angeles, which actually you know you're kind of lucky that way. <clears throat> the celery juice cleanse thing is a thing. Apparently. Oh, yeah. No, that is yeah. absolutely a thing. You're right. And good call, because I, I, 
sometimes I read articles about things that are things and they don't catch on. But I am realizing now I totally read this article that was like, you know, as they all are. Is a celery juice cleanse good, better for you than a carbon enema? Like they're all the same. <laughs> carbon Just enema? Saw. Tell I me you know. made that up. I think I made the enema part up, but there's like okay. a whole carbon thing. I probably didn't. It's probably real. I'll just duck that go. It's better than the celery one, email. I guess. <laughs> uh, all right, so wait, so hold on. I just want to rewind for a second. You think that Los Angeles has a natural advantage in the celery supply chain? I meant charcoal. Sorry. Charcoal enema. A. No, I just mean like you don't have a food drought or a food desert. Like if anybody's going to have plenty of things. Do you think they prioritize the shipment to Los Angeles because there's so many celery eaters here? Maybe, or maybe that's where all the smoothies are. No, I just think your grocery stores don't run out of stuff because a lot of big trucks come to L.A. All right, all right, all right. That's fair. You don't have to get, like, defensive. No, I'm not getting defensive. (laughs) I was just like, I don't understand why we would be. We are not celery special. (laughs) We do not. (laughs) We're not the celery elite. (laughs) Don't try to put me in your coastal box. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, sometimes they... Let it go. This is going to prove your point. Sometimes they don't have the brand of fat-free yogurt I want, Molly. Mm-hmm, sometimes. Exactly. I know. So no, it's then. not all roses here, okay? Aww, poor peanut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what are we going to do about this email? It's a long one. Let's see, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just... Anyway, okay, Shannon wrote to us and said she is a name enthusiast and a mom of almost three, which is why this email is so long. Awesome. And she writes, I was interested in your discussion of grandma names this week. I'm currently 40 mm. weeks pregnant with my third child, a girl we have decided to name Beatrix. Mm. My first two children are an eight-year-old girl named Guinevere and a... Stupid Google Docs. Did it to me, too. A That's two-year-old boy earlier. named Caspian. Beatrix, the name she writes, is actually even older than Beatrice. And she said she has a friend with two daughters named Stella and Amelia, both names that she loves, and confirms that Elsie is Mm -hmm. a diminutive of Elizabeth. Thank you. Yes. Oh, and And also congratulations, Shannon. A bunch of, like, uh, basically research about how how right we are. (laughs) Oh, she says she checks the social security names data. When mm-hmm. it comes out in the spring as a way to, to check. That's like going to the wellspring. It really is. That's <laughs> baby name data. It's so interesting. And yeah, she talks about like how Michael, for example, uh, is still working its way down from its peak, which started in the 50s. And I, I also like her point about uh, the percentage of babies being given the top 10 names is declining. Like there's yeah. more name diversity. Someone suggested, on. was it our producer, Rich? Someone suggested that the possibility for the kind of trend of old names or more unusual names is that people were trying to get the URLs for their kids. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> Which is... could be true or like squatting social media and you got to mm-hmm. get kind of weirder. Yeah. Uh, well, and Shannon even says parents are more aware of which names are popular and are actively seeking names that are less popular. My daughter's class at school is full of a variety of names with few duplicates. Yeah. yeah. Kind of same, which I like. I appreciate that. It's nice to know that we're getting more independent-minded, even as we become more um, susceptible to partisan groupthink. Uh, and by the way, Shannon says she's been listening since Buzz Out Loud just before Molly went on maternity leave. Oh, man. I can't believe she throws back all the way to my baby days. I know, right? Damn, that's, that's awesome. a good email, Shannon. Uh, and then Luke, who notes Luke M. in the old BOL chat room. Oh! Uh, like, like throwing down the street cred there. Good job, Luke. Totally. 
Uh, Luke says, first of all, it was a pleasant surprise when this joint got relit, meaning it's a thing. On the cider front, Texas was making giant leaps in the market when I lived there. Austin Cider Works had a bomb crab berry blackberry cider called, wait for it, Crackberry. (laughs) And in Dallas, Bishop Cider Company doubled up on things by turning their brewery into a cidercade. Between the arcade games and the cider, I lost way too much money there. Also... I wouldn't count out the advent of old, old male names coming back, too. I know two toddlers named Walter and even a griffin. Anyway. Dude. Yeah. So glad this is back. Going to add to the Patreon rolls when I'm back on my feet. Thanks, Luke. Oh, thanks, buddy. That's so awesome. Also, I really like his vernacular. And indeed, uh, our previous email backs that up because she said she has a son named Caspian. So I Uh bet that's totally true. Right. Yeah. Well-written email, Luke. I like it. I know. Really smooth. Uh, let's see. Angry old man Jimmy C commenting on episode 55 <laughs> says, We named our daughter yep. Sophia. No, no, back- no, you had to do it in angry old man voice. Oh, sorry. We named our daughter Sophia back in 2000, thinking it was novel. Of course, there were four others in her class. Frankly, she was named after my dead grandmother. It's what Jewish people do. Also, I assume you have covered this, or perhaps will be offended by it, but for me, it's a trigger. And I know trigger is a days gone by thing, too. I have noticed. Can I stop? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm entertained like, no, for the next week stop. now. I have noticed for a few <laughs> years now that when, quote, <laughs> expert people or people who are trying to sound smartish are being interviewed or speaking on a TED Talk, they overuse the phrase sort of incessantly when they are implying always, similar to kids using the word like all the time. It just feels like a qualifier yet cop out to make them sound professional and thoughtful. Love your show. <laughs> That's the best one. You get an angry email. Love your show. Uh, I actually, I haven't noticed sort of, but I have the same reaction whenever anybody says right after the end of their sentence. Mm. So, you know, basically we're looking at a, a complete rethinking of urban planning, right? Right. Like right. That. Am I right? Oh, of course. God, those people. Sort of, uh, sort of and kind of, I, I will use myself when I'm talking about something and I am not certain about the definitiveness of it, right? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Nice. Uh, I see what you did there. Good job yeah. explaining the joke, Tom. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually did it by accident. I, I do it when I'm worried that someone is going to go look up the number and say, no, Tom, it's not 500. Mm. It's 512. Right. So mm-hmm. I say, uh, sort of like 500, you know, huh. in order to, to kind of hedge off, like I'm not trying to put myself sure. out there as giving you the exact, but it's close enough for you to understand my point. I guess, yes, that is one usage, but I feel like what he's saying is sort of different. But to be honest, I I don't think I've heard that. I don't think I've heard someone say sort of, I guess I could imagine someone being, you know, sort of like what? Sort of bourbon cask? I don't, don't, I'm trying to think of a, I need an example. I'm going to need an audio memo, Jimmy C. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good one. Yeah, Um, I don't really know. You know, Apple kind of enters markets when they think there's an opportunity. That's not the best one, though. It's always about tech Apple, news. sort of. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm going to, uh, we're going to look it up. I mean, I believe you because you're so mad about it. Or, oh, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As I'm, portrayed and, by me. 
the you sort are. of that you're talking about in TED Talks may be entirely different from what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> Why you're do saying, I keep doing it now? You're, I don't know, whatever, really, sorry. But that's, you know what? The way you're doing it is still different. It's still <laughs> different than the insufferable fools who do you're, it. You are my it, friend. Thank you. It, no, it's different. I, I assure you. Oh, look, more from Fordo. Oh, dear. Bless. Uh, Harry and Megan, she says, seen leaving what else? An apothecary today. Love it. I'm now obsessed with this thing. And then she links to a Pop Sugar article about how, indeed, they went to a wellness store, a.k.a. an apothecary. Of course they did. Uh, Damn, that Tom, reminds you crushed me. that one. Did you, what do you think of Harry wanting to ban Fortnite? Oh, More I importantly, know. what does your son think about the band Fortnite? Yeah, I don't think he knows about it. <laughs> okay, we'll I also don't think he's demo. impressed by princes. Okay, from yeah, far, not far a away. thing. Not a thing for his age group. That's true. I want to write Harry a letter, though, and be like, hey, I see where you're going with addictive design, and I like it, but don't fall into the video game trap. Exactly, because mm-hmm. I was with him part way until he started to sound like, and video games cause violence. I'm like, well, they don't. Really, exactly. we have some pretty good work studying that. So it's fine to say, let's be sensible and aware and pay attention. I'm all good with all of that. Well, and it's also fine to say that Fortnite in particular is one of the first video games, if not the first video game, to come along that really does integrate every like crappy growth hack that mm-hmm. social media has perfected. And like buttons and yeah, new yeah. content constantly and in-app payments and uh, loot boxes. I mean, it just it takes every possible little piece of addiction. It's literally like if you rolled cocaine, heroin, uh, <laughs> fentanyl and Vicodin into one joint. And we're just like, here you go, children. With an opioid chaser. With an opioid chaser. Exactly. Like it's it's it is brilliantly designed to addict young minds and so he is not wrong there i just don't want it to become a video game conversation i want it to become an addictive design conversation and it's too nuanced and it never will i still think that that means we should pay attention to it not ban it right agreed again right i'm just they're starting to like they're oh my god you really did do it again okay now you're starting to stray um I don't even know what I was going to say because that's hilarious. <laughs> I was saying that just because it has all those elements doesn't mean we should ban it. It means we should pay attention to it. Yes, definitely. And we should talk about growth hacking and mind hacking and yes. the attention economy and all of those things, which are super important. Yes. And, and f- there, people are, you know, there, there are now bans on loot boxes. They're considered gambling. Like people are taking it seriously. <laughs> and I think that's good. Uh, I really like this next one. Scott Hamilton, <clears throat> uh, brief comment on episode 55. Fake smart speakers in commercials, that's a thing. That's funny. That that's really so a thing. Is so a thing. That is hysterical. I love that. The first and time then, I saw one, I thought yeah. I thought, oh, okay, I guess they couldn't get the rights or they were worried that they would get upset. Like I wouldn't wouldn't they partner with Amazon or Google and put those in? And then after a while I'm like, this isn't clever anymore, y'all. Like everybody's doing this, so and is it all the same supplier of the no. same fake looking speaker? Because that would be hilarious. I think it's uh, a cheat, right? They yeah. don't want to get a smart speaker to do what they want it to say. So they just put a box with a light and it always looks different and then have someone voice whatever they wanted the smart speaker to say in response. Yeah, which is amazing. And one of them is going to hit like one of them is going to turn out to become the design that everyone uses probably. 
Maybe. Yes, oh my like, gosh. I yeah. know this isn't our show, but poor HomePod. Um, oh, it's cheaper yeah. now. It's cheaper now. Kevin commenting on episode 55. Although I chuckled at the DGAF, I have to say that for years I have been using Diligaf. Hmm. And sometimes it has two Fs. Does it look like I give a flip? Not flip. Capital F, he says. Or if it has two Fs, it's does it look like I give a flying flip? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he says I picked it up from friends in a motorcycle club that I was in, uh, which is a humble brag, Kevin. This was about 20 years ago. Nice to see my vernacular coming back again. Someday maybe I will be cool again, although I never was. I do find it in, uh, insightful to know it came through a motorcycle club as a That's piece of cool. etymological data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dilligaf is not something. Dilligaf. Well, do the motorcycle people say Dilligaf or do they just say, do I look like I give a flying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. think they say Dilligaf. I, I don't think they say Dilligaf out loud because I feel yeah. like that's when you would get punched. I, yeah, you know what? I'm stereotyping about motorcycle clubs right now. Who knows? I could stop. be entirely wrong. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Could be super duper wrong. They may uh, just be Dilligafing all over the place. We did not even get to, by the way, all the things that are in our things channel in the Discord. But I just would like to acknowledge that there are many and that if you become a patron of It's a Thing, if you want to support us monthly at as low as $1 a month, you can go to patreon.com slash it's a thing. And then you can somehow by magic connect your Patreon account to your Discord channel and then join us live when we record this show and also just drop things in the thing channel for us to look at, which is awesome. If you want the inside track on a lot more things, that's the place to be. It really is. There's a whole is. thread in here about overalls. I know. We wouldn't be able to properly replicate on the show. No. Because it's a whole back and forth. It. And there's so many links, and it's so exciting, but apparently Carhartt is back. Yeah. Look for and it in France. That is amazing. <laughs> Look for it in France, which means they'll be coming here soon because everybody knows that France is awesome. Uh, yes, thank you, folks, uh, for supporting us at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And uh, if you are not already supporting us, lots of cool things besides the Discord that you can get there. Go check it out, patreon.com slash it's a thing. And thank you again for all the emails. Keep them coming because they are awesome. I loved Fan Mail Friday. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. And we will see you back here next week. Talk to you then. Give it to me. Give it to me. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.